Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Online Marketing Simplified. I'm your host, Brad Parnell. I have special guest Tanya Thomas with me, and we are excited to have a great conversation today. So let's jump in. So Tanya, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be here. So glad that you're here. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone and tell everyone what problem you solve. Mm, Sure. My name is Tanya Thomas, and I'm the Executive Director of Pregnancy Help for You, where basically um, women that are facing an unplanned pregnancy, a lot of times that comes with a lot of fears and uncertainty. So basically, we're there to help her become a confident mom and really help her find that positive path for parenting. That's great. How long have you been doing that? I've just been here for, uh, this will be our fourth year, but Pregnancy Help for You has been around for 12 years now. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your, your journey. How did you stumble upon that organization and what, what moved you to take a bigger role in their organization? Well, stumble is probably the right word. Um, <laughs> I actually, uh, my family and I moved here in 2008 and my first job in Texas was at a pregnancy center back in 08. And um, I kind of fell in love with the, with the work, with the, um, with the ministry um, back then. I took, I probably worked there for about three years and then started working at my church. But I got to meet a very special lady named Kayla Schroeder. Uh, we worked together at that pregnancy center. And around 2011, she launched out on her own and started Pregnancy Help for You. And when she was ready to roll off as executive director, she reached out to me all those years later and said, hey, are you interested in this position? And uh, I said, no. But then I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And that's, that's a smart move. I think some of us get so used to saying yes to everything, right. you know, but, but the no means that you put some, probably some serious thought. Serious thought, yeah. And God yeah. had to work on you a little bit, maybe. It really <laughs> did. It really did, yeah. But it, it was a good move, um, even though right after I started, COVID hit. But, I, you know, I think that caught everybody off guard. But fortunately, we were able to, you know, um, keep doors open and see the clients and stay a functioning nonprofit, which was a blessing all by itself. But it's been good. So just in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you've helped how many people this last year? Last year, we served over 1,700 women which wow. is phenomenal. Um, you don't think that maybe that maybe that need doesn't really apply to this community or that community, but it does. It hits every community. And even though we're located in the Keller area, we serve DFW. So these women are coming from all around to get these kind of services and they're free, but they're, uh, but they're certainly, um, I would call invaluable because it's really helping moms make that first step and then slowly find out what's the next step and the next step. And it's just a, it's, it's a blessing to be able to walk alongside them along that whole way. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. So tell everyone a little bit, like some of the services that you're offering. I got to hear them, you know, you spending your whole day with us today, but yeah. what, what are some of the common things that you help these women with? The first thing is just that confirmation of pregnancy. It's just a free pregnancy test, but then they get a free sonogram, um, which is pretty expensive if you go out and just get one on your own. Um, but one of the, the things that I really appreciate the most is the uh, the counseling, the pregnancy counseling. A lot of times women, they come to us, as I mentioned, um, unsure about what to do. Um, about 50 percent of pregnancies are unplanned pregnancies. So that means there needs to be a plan. And so um, when the women come and sit down, we do that, you know, one on one face to face talking with them. Maybe it's 20 minutes, maybe it's two hours. It's whatever they need to kind of sort through um, what they're going through. And then after that, uh, we give parenting classes because once they decide to parent and they weren't planning to parent, 
then, okay, we need some, we need to be equipped um, and we need that empowerment. And so our parenting classes are really um, go the long haul and, and helping them just uh, moms and dads, I should say, to get up to make those next steps. So we love, we love the parenting classes as well. What an amazing service and cool nonprofit to go from just unequipped mm-hmm. to fully prepared mm-hmm. with a, just a support system that's just loving them every step it's of the way true. through it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That, that's mm-hmm. incredible. So what are some of the things you fill your mind with as entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. Most of the time we're, we're typically like reading a book or listening yeah. to a podcast. So mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you like to read or listen to that help you? Honestly, a lot of the things I read are on a spiritual side because I just, you know, I don't have the um, skill set. I mean, I don't have a genie rocket kind of skill set to do a lot of the things it takes to really make an, an organization move forward. Um, but I do have Jesus. <laughs> I have the Holy Spirit. So that's where I fill myself with just to find out, you know, you know, what what do I need to be focusing on? What do I need help with? Um, and it comes from inside out for me. And so I really do focus a lot on just some spiritual, um, spiritual growth for myself. Um, yeah. Especially when you're leading others. Mm. If I'm, if I'm broken and frazzled and all that, it definitely shows. So we don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to stay grounded. Are, are there any specific books that, that you have read or that you'd recommend things that, that really fill you up mm. and help get your mindset right? Yeah, I really like a book called Drawing Nears by John Bevere. Mm. And again, it's tapping into, you know, the source that I need personally, which is God himself, just to help me live life and to be my best so that I can help people, you know, at my at my capacity and actually even beyond, because I know what my limitations are. But I believe with, you know, with God, I can do all things. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Coming straight to the source. Yep. <laughs> Not messing around with all the little yeah. tactics and tricks. Yeah. Yep. That's so good. Mm-hmm. So what what are some of the, the routines? If you were to go back and look, look at the things that you've done consistently over time that have helped mm-hmm. you get where you're at today, mm-hmm. what do you think some of those routines are that that you have that you could say are, are the habits now that you've formed in your life? Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, uh, getting up and getting after it. Uh, nothing feels extremely natural in this position, you know, um, or just in. Um, the, yeah, the position that I'm in. So it takes a lot of discipline just to, you know, find out what those things are every day, making a making a list of, you know, a to do list. And um, but really delegating has helped me so much. Um, it, I think naturally I just kind of want to look at everything and do it all myself. But I've really found that um, the um, the discipline of delegating has really helped me. I have an amazing team. Um, at the center, and they complement my um, my skill set very well, and so I rely heavily on them. Um, but I think that has helped me a lot. Just making the list, but then delegating who's best at this, whose plate should should this be on? It's maybe not mine. Have Have you gone through a season of leadership where you took on maybe too much, or you didn't de- delegate and have a good comparison of? Um, what you did do versus how it feels now to have a, a great team and delegate to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hurts when you try to do it all yourself and then it didn't quite work out right. It it kind of hurts. But um, I've really been more um, mindful and purposeful about, you know, crafting uh, job descriptions and that sort of thing, you know, based on who's or who I already have. It's not uh, usually a job description. It's not going to be, oh, I need this position it's it's a cluster of this is what the organization is missing right now. So a lot of our positions are kind of crafted to 
you know, what I need, what the organization needs at the moment. And so um, the teams, like I said, the teams that we have are just phenomenal. So that's incredible. Mm -hmm. The discipline of delegation. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's good. (laughs) So it sounds like when you've got the right people on the on the right seats in the bus, mm-hmm. um, kind of the, I think that's a Jim Collins analogy, right? Yeah. From, yeah. From good to great. Mm-hmm. So the right people in the right seats on the yeah. bus, so they know what their areas of responsibility are, what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier for you to look at your master task sure. list yeah. and then figure out who's doing what mm-hmm. I win yeah. and who's the right person yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. It's so helpful. Um, I honestly think you know, by having that foundation that this year, 2023 is just going to be um, our greatest year yet. You know, because we've got these things in order, we've got people on the right, uh, in the right seats, on the right bus, and we're heading in the right direction. So that's yes. exciting. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, just because we're we're tech nerds and use different tools all the time, <laughs> when you're making that list every morning, I just imagine you're waking up, mm-hmm. getting coffee. Maybe now you're going to get a grab a Celsius because you just yes, been exposed yes, to that. Yes, thank you, Brad, for hooking <laughs> me on that. <laughs> Uh, do you do you go to something simple like a, a note notebook or do you use a certain tool whenever you're making your master list and start to delegate out? What's your what's your process for doing it? I've tried so many different tools, um, but I I've tried the post-it notes, which then I have like a sea of post-it notes. Okay, so that doesn't work. Um I've tried um like a planner, Microsoft planner. That helps me. And I would always I always hope that others will also want want that as well, but I think I'm by myself in that, so it doesn't work as well. But honestly, um, my list is really simple, like the notes app on the computer, or um, there is a to-do uh, app within Microsoft. I just need a running, just kind of tab of things and when they're due. So that helps me a lot. And then from there, just, you know, because other people have their own idea of what works. And maybe someone that posted notes does work well for them. And so uh, it's probably not fair to just say, hey, we're all going to use this digital version, even though someone else might prefer paper. So I do mine um, digitally so that I can just kind of see it all. You know, I don't think there's a piece of paper long enough to get it all in there. (laughs) (laughs) But that digital list just goes on and on. But but it helps me. That's neat. And just to go into the weeds just a little bit, because this is really interesting to me. And I think even to our, our listeners mm-hmm. of how people kind of organize these lists and do these lists, because mm-hmm. I've, I've done the same thing. Yeah. Using lots of tools and I'll go back to Apple Notes. Yeah. And I'll just yeah. <laughs> make a list. I'm yeah. like, I got to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so are you in charge of keeping accountable the people that are you delegate out the task to you keep this in one spot where you're like, hey, I know this is going to be for Susan. I know this is going to be for John. Here's when it's due and you've got to check back with them to make sure they're checking it off. They're actually very good. It's probably more so the other way around where they're checking in with me saying, hey, I got this and that done. So that helps me because honestly, sometimes I, I forget to circle back. Like I push it out there. OK, here's all the things that need to be done. And then I, you know, push on with my list. But um, but like I said, a great staff, they come to me and say, OK, I've, you know, here's where we are on this. Here's where we are on that. And so that that works out great um, that I don't have to constantly, hey, where, where, where are we on this? Where's this? Um, but I do one thing I do want to um, start doing is having more um, like um, morning meetings, just more on a more um, routine basis versus just a big staff meeting once a month. Maybe break that down into once a week or maybe daily. Something like that is one piece that I feel like it's missing. That'll keep everybody 
in the loop, in a face-to-face, you know, talk about the roadblocks, which I just learned that from your team, how y'all do that. And I might borrow some of how you um, start your days. So I thought that was great. But yeah, I don't I don't have to do a lot of um, follow-up because they they do a great job of just reporting back. That's great. Well, sounds like you've mastered that discipline of delegation, which which is wonderful. And we we keep it really simple. When we were a lot heavier project based, we'd have you know twenty to thirty things we're trying to juggle all at once. Yeah, we would just simply ask three questions, and a lot of people forget the first one. And the first one is, "Hey, what did you do yesterday?" And it's really a way to celebrate a win. Yeah. So the okay, let's celebrate. Like yeah. we're so used to just moving fast and yeah. getting things done, yeah. we forget the high five to be like, "Hey, you just you just knocked out that task. Like, yeah. good job." Instead of, "Great, you're ready for the next." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Take a moment to celebrate. I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And, and we all fail at that, especially mm-hmm. as like high performing high performing business owners and leaders and managers. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just so like. Hard charge ahead. Yeah. You never pause to yeah. smell the roses and yeah. celebrate. That's so true. So the first one is just it's it's that. And mm-hmm. for you listeners, this might be a really good um, way just to, you know, the three questions to ask is what did you do yesterday? Mm-hmm. Making a celebration. Mm-hmm. It's what are you doing today? Mm-hmm. And then do you have any roadblocks preventing yeah. you from getting That's that done? That's good. And we yeah. used to do just daily huddles, five or ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Some people call them stand-ups because yeah. you don't want anyone to get comfortable. It's just hey, everyone stand up on your feet. Okay. Ten minutes. Let's go. Nice. You just go around the room. Okay, what did we do yesterday? Mm-hmm. Jim, Ben, Susan, Stephen. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Great job. Great job. Mm-hmm. What do we have today? Cool. Any roadblocks preventing you guys from getting those done? Yeah. And then if there are roadblocks, it gives a great opportunity for like the manager or a coworker mm-hmm. to help them Step solve that in. problem. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's like, well, I That's haven't heard great. back from this person yet. Right. Be right. like, do you want me to call them real fast? Mm. Like, yeah, that'd be great. Be like, yeah. great, let's do it. <laughs> Instead of that sitting for a week, no one knew that that was just, you know, one little thing. Um, that was a roadblock, but someone else could just easily plow through it. I love that. Yeah, Good. absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a great, what you're doing is is great. And I think it's really inspirational just to hear, um, you know, the simple things that create the biggest results, mm-hmm. which, you know, waking up in the morning, making that list, yeah, delegating yeah. it to the right people. Mm-hmm. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you've got a really good discipline around that delegation mm-hmm. piece. Yeah. Um, so Tell us a little bit. This is fun. So this is a marketing podcast, but mm-hmm. marketing really is around everything. Mm-hmm. So we like to kind of go a little bit deeper too, just on like mm-hmm. business processes and practices. Mm-hmm. But marketing strategies that you've been around in the last several years in the organization, mm-hmm. if you were to maybe give an example of a couple that have worked mm-hmm. and a couple that maybe fell flat on their face and didn't work. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we, for the first time last year, we we tried doing uh, Facebook ads, you know, to kind of get words out about an event that we were having, but we didn't have the Genie Rocket experts to really net help us really, you know, plan that out and make the messaging and the audiences, all that. So we, we just kind of, we just kind of tried it, probably didn't even put enough money towards it to make it make a dip, but it was, I would call that, I would call it a fail because we didn't, you know, I know it's not always about, oh, you know, oh, we sold X amount of tickets. I don't think we gained anything from it, you know. And so um, that's why I really value what y'all do here, you know, because, you know, I don't have to have a Facebook expert on my staff to do that. But it's something that we were just we just want to try it out. Um, but, yeah, it didn't it didn't really it didn't really work. Yeah. So, Facebook mm, fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. What, what would be a win maybe that you saw something that did work really well? Honestly, good old fashioned picking up the phone and calling people mm. that 
that tends to do better than, you know, we're kind of old school. We still do mail outs. Um, we do emails, um, which we get, we get a lot of people opening our emails, but there's something about, especially in the line of work that we do, being a nonprofit, uh, the phone calls just seem to, um, generate, um, a lot more uh, engagement. Mm. And so that, that's really the key. It's a reminder that, oh yeah, that wasn't just a, another email. That wasn't a spam. That wasn't some one that I didn't know. It's us. Hey, it's us. You know, you, you remember us, you know us, you love us. And so picking up that phone and inviting them to an event and, you know, or asking them, hey, do you need anything from us? Mm. And uh, so that's always a win. That's always a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incredible. I think there's a lot of people, especially in younger generation, that feel like the only way to generate leads and conversations mm-hmm. is like inbound marketing. Like yeah. all Facebook or all Google. Mm-hmm. And I think that works for, for some industries. But yeah. I think the reality too is, especially nowadays, like, you know, post COVID, mm-hmm. like people love to hear from people. Yeah. Like yeah. we need that real relationship, like yeah. a real phone call from a real person right. that feels real, really authentic. Yes. Someone you, yeah, you can, yeah. Yeah. Feel like you're close to. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then the second best thing, and even what you've done today is, is video, mm-hmm. you know, it's like having your authentic self on video, That's sharing true. a real message. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever delivery platform you use, whether that's yeah. email or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think I think the last stat was Facebook still has, I think, like a 4,200% ROI, wow. which is the highest ROI out of any channel. Wow. And obviously that only works if you have a list. If you have a list of five people, yeah. <laughs> you know, but if you have a list of 500 people, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, those 500 people get to have like mm-hmm. the video and the message. Yeah. And that's where that's where you can kind of blend the two really well. Right. Um, right. But that's great to hear. So still having and still seeing success today and just picking up the phone, mm-hmm. having yeah. real, real face to face or yeah. mouth or phone to phone to phone talk time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Tanya, has been the hardest decision you've had to make since you've been in this role? Again, I think it's related to people, you know, during COVID that, for instance, it was it. It was challenging. You know, the world was upside down. There was there were all the concerns about, you know, are people going to stop giving? Are, you know, what are we going to, what are we going to do? How is this going to end? How is this going to impact clients? And so, but one big concern was, can, can we keep our doors open? Can we continue to pay staff? And, and so I would say it was, it was very hard. At one point, um, we came to the conclusion that, okay, we're going to have to downsize. And, I think we downsized for all of two weeks and said, no, no, we need the people. You know, this is not the time to scale back on our own in-house people. It's, it's our people that's helping the community. And we can't, we can't scale back um, on, on who we are because that's going to greatly hinder what we can do. And so it was, it was tempting to kind of safeguard ourselves, safeguard, you know, hold on, you know, and, um, scale back a little bit. It was tempting to do that, but um, the needs were even greater during COVID. And so we just decided in faith to move forward. You know, everyone, you know, come back on board. Let's, let's do this. Um, It was really the shortest decision ever, but it was, um, but it was kind of scary. It was scary, but just having to really refocus on, um, you know, who are we, what is our mission and how do we do that the best and that's with people. Yeah. That's incredible. So what was that process like once you once you've made that 
decision mm-hmm. or you felt that in your, your heart or felt it in the organization of like people are, are more important than maybe saving money or cutting back. Mm-hmm. What did you guys have to do to take action to try to get those people back and fill any fill any holes? If that was like a financial hole or whatever that looked like. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The holes never existed. It was all just a fear that was, uh, it was an unknown. And it was just a fear that never even came into fruition. It never even happened. Wow. Um, we, wow. we excelled during COVID. Um, you know, if there were donations that, that fell off, there were new ones that came in. So I'm so glad that we didn't give in to that temptation because it was unwarranted. Um, mm. Because again, the community stepped up and yeah. helped us to be our best during that time. I can only imagine the feeling too of being a team member coming back mm-hmm. and just feeling that warm embrace and kind of the, yeah. just the, um, I can't think of the right word now, but the affirmation, the reaffirmation yeah. of like, yeah. I, I am meaningful here. I've got a purpose mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're working hard to bring yeah. me back because mm-hmm. they see that I'm, I'm a true, I have a true role in this organization. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and it was, I'm glad it was short lived. I mean, so that, that time off was really just, you know, we had to close our doors just because of the mandates um, in the state. But yeah, when we were able to get back up and we came back um, in full effect, but it was, I, I believe that time did make us stronger. I mean, we didn't have volunteers during that time. It was only staff because um, the volunteers, we didn't want to uh, make them feel obligated or expose them because, I mean, those first days of COVID were pretty scary. And so, um, but the staff, they, they weren't afraid. They came back. They put their, themselves, you know, right in the um, the line of fire as far as, you know, potentially being exposed to the virus. And many of them did come contract the virus, but they came right back. They bounced back and they, no one, um, you know, I, I believe we all felt that sense of, you know, this is our calling. This is what we do. You know, okay, you're out with COVID, get better. We're going to do even more over here. But, and it's the same today. That was just during COVID times. But even now that same uh, sense of community within the organization still exists. You know, when one is down, the rest of us come up even more, so even stronger. Incredible. What a great story. I love the comeback story. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Okay, so a couple more questions, and then we'll wrap up here, and people can learn more where they can find out about the Pregnancy Hill for You and the gala. Mm -hmm. And if if you guys are listening to this, you know, in beginning of 2023, and it's not March yet, (laughs) you can still get it. If not, (laughs) um, then it's over, and you missed it. (laughs) What are you going to do? Right. Maybe <laughs> next year. So if you could go back to your younger self, knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. and it's your birthday, yesterday was your birthday. <laughs> so you can think yep. about it. If you took a time machine to your birthday yeah. from like, you know, mm-hmm. even 20 or 30 years mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. what do you think you would tell yourself? Mm. I probably would have said invest in something. I don't know. But outside <laughs> of that. <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> or <Invest> Bitcoin. Tesla. <laughs> uh, um. I would say, um, you know, back 20 some odd years ago, maybe even 30 by now, but I was afraid to kind of get into the nonprofit arena because I wanted to get out there and make money and do all this, you know, and kind of just, I wanted to, you know, make a name for myself. And, um, but even back then I did have a heart for a nonprofit. I would say to myself, you know, Go, don't be afraid, you know, don't be uh, oriented on uh, salary. Don't be salary oriented, you know, focus on um, 
you know, heart's desires, passion, that sort of thing. And, you know, I think that leads and guides uh, through life. And it's so much more rewarding than, you know, the big paycheck and being miserable. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like um, I would remind myself, I would give myself that little, little tidbit. Don't, don't worry about your major. You know, you don't have to be an engineer and make all this money. It's okay to study nonprofit management if that's where your heart is or whatever, you know, whatever the thing is. And so I would give myself that freedom to uh, explore um, <laughs> nonprofit. Not that all nonprofits you have low um, uh, salary, but 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 <laughs> it's somewhat of a reality. But yeah, yeah. But do, doing that work with a purpose, like following your heart's yeah. calling to mm -hmm. really do what matters. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, that's long lasting. So good. Mm -hmm. So good. What do you think the biggest thing that you attribute your success to in this organization as executive director? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, what do you think has gotten you to that role? Honestly, other people uh, pointing out it's nothing that I would have ever pursued. That's for sure. Uh, I am a I'm a helper, worker bee. I'm a support person. That's where I feel comfortable. I would not have even pursued um, a, a leadership position, to be honest. But um, other people um, believing in me and maybe seeing something that I don't see, that I would say single-handedly has, you know, give, given me this opportunity. And so, but yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have pursued it at all. Wow. What a what a neat affirmation to have other people kind of push you in there that they yeah. see all those traits mm -hmm. about you. I think yeah. a lot of people come with the mindset of, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to this role and <laughs> they kind of fight their way there. Yeah. So yeah. need mm -hmm. to see the organic, probably just doing the right thing, serving with the right heart yeah. naturally mm -hmm. brought you to that spot. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So closing up, Miss mm -hmm. Tanya, Tanya Thomas from Pregnancy Help for You has a big gala coming up in March. 2023. Uh -huh. So tell everyone a little bit about that gala and then maybe you can end with how people can learn more about you online if they want to hear about this okay. organization. Yes. Our annual gala is coming up. It's our main fundraiser for the whole year and it's called Hope is Rising. And uh, we just really feel that in our bones this year, um, you know, with everything going on out in culture and what we see our clients going through and what our donors are going through. We really do believe hope is rising. We want to celebrate that. And so it's on March 31st. It's going to be at Texas Motor Speedway again. And um, we've got an amazing speaker, uh, Dr. William Lyle. Um, he's an um, amazing doctor. And he's got a very special uh, message that he's going to share with us. I can't wait for people to hear that. But um, it, our galas are a lot of fun. We have a live auction, a silent auction. Of course, Texas Motor Speedway has great food, which I always, you know, we do the taste test. So don't worry, it'll be great. <laughs> we always do the test, the tasting. Um, but it'll be just a really good evening, um, a feel good evening. You'll, you know, people will go away just being inspired and hopefully wanting to do something to help out the women and the babies that we serve. Um, really the way to get involved is to go to um, ph4ugala.org. And there's many ways you can buy an individual ticket, a table, and um, we would love some sponsorships as well. And there's different levels of sponsorships, you know. And so we hope that people will show up and make this the, the greatest um, gala that we've had to date. Uh, we are so pumped up. And so hopefully folks will show out. That's great. Mm -hmm. So if you guys are listening to this and it is before that March time line mm -hmm. and you feel like a movement in your heart, really get behind um, what Tanya is presenting here and kind of get that conviction of how they help people. And you guys have helped so many people, which is yeah. incredible. 
um, please do check that out. And if it's past that date and people just want to hear more about pregnancy help for you, where can they go find more about that? ph4upartners.org. That'll have information about what's going on at the center and always a way to donate. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. We'll put all those links in the show notes too. So if you guys are watching this and want to check out the gala or check out the partner page, those links will be there. Tanya, thanks so much for spending time with us and being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you, Brad. You bet. Mm -hmm. We'll catch you guys next time. Mm